You're very welcome to the very first episode of the Irish Design Podcast of 2021. So we're back after a bit of a break, and I'm really excited to say that this week's guest is Lisa Ferguson. You may know Lisa uh, from her Instagram page, The Galti Escape, um, where she's been sharing her incredible journey um, in her house on the, I suppose, at the foot uh, of the Galti Mountain. So Lisa, you're very welcome uh, to this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. I suppose I've given you a very brief int- introduction, which I don't think um, does you justice. Uh, so if you could tell uh, the listeners a bit about yourself and about, I suppose, where you are. Okay, so we bought this house um, about two years ago. My name is Lisa Ferguson. Um, I'm married to an Englishman. We have two young girls, one's four years of age, and then the other one's going to be two very shortly. And then we have our third baby on the way to in March. So you have quite a bit going on, to say the least. We do. <laughs> um, and um, so if you could tell us a bit about your house, because um, it's quite an older house. It is. So basically about um, three years ago or so, we started looking at the property market in Ireland um, as we were living in Japan and we had just one daughter and um, James's mom was very very sick in England so he spent a lot of his time traveling back and forth to the UK at the time and we just kind of made a decision at that point that it was just better for us as a family with a, a second baby on the way to just try and move back to Ireland so we started looking at properties and our eyes were kept drawn to period properties like the one we're in now and um, not actually that one this particular one that we're living in now um, at the time we couldn't afford it it was on Christine and we couldn't afford it um, but we looked at other properties in around just different areas around Cork like Middleton and um, Mitchestown and things like that and um, we did put in a bid in a house um, and that fell through so we went back to the drawing board we went back to Japan at the time and we started looking again and um, we saw this house again and the price had dropped and we still couldn't afford it but I persuaded my husband um, to come and view it so on our next trip home from Japan we came to view it and I was I was I was a few months pregnant with Faye my second child and we came to see it my husband came and he said no we're not doing it because immediately like immediately an old house you know there's going to be problems no matter how much money has previously been put into it there continues flow of um, investment as such and he said no and of course my eyes were just like beaming I because I came from an apartment with Heidi in Japan where you know I'm sure you've seen like documentaries on tv of how the Japanese live it's very very minimalistic small and they put away their beds um you know in the evening and or in the mornings I should say so when I came to this beautiful space my heart was just I couldn't leave and um, he he kept saying no no we're not doing that no couldn't afford it even we couldn't even afford to even put in a lower bid like it was that much out of our reach Um, but I could see at the time as well I given up my job when I had Heidi and to concentrate in James's career and so for me all I could see was this is me, this is how I'm going to get back to work. Um, so it took, it took a bit of convincing. We went back right. and we started to go through our 
bits of bobs of money and, and seeing what we could put together. And, um, and we started the ball rolling with that. And um, uh, yeah, so like being expats as well, like we obviously had to get a bit of a mortgage and that was quite hard. And that took a long, long time um, to the point where we were coming to, to coming to the point where I was having Faye and we didn't know if we God. were going to get over the line and things like that. So it was quite stressful. So I suppose um, from kind of from start to finish, from when you first kind of lay eyes on the house until you basically got the keys, how long was it? Was it a bit of a, a journey then? It, it was months and months and months. Um, James's mom passed away in, in between it all. Um, I was due Faye in the January and in the November time I had to come home because I couldn't fly after that period. So I came home with no house assigned here. So um, he went into an Airbnb. Wow. James was working in Japan. We inherited a dog who was grieving after <laughs> the owner in the middle of it all. Um, so it was that tight that I had Faye on the 28th, I think which fell on the Monday and James got the keys on the Friday. So he moved us all in on the Friday. Wow. I think we had a thousand euro that was left to us from the previous owners in our oil tank. <laughs> and we came in, we had no beds. We had no sheets coming from Japan. We had nothing. And, um, and that's where we started. <laughs> we started uh, with nothing. Wow, nothing. Um, so I suppose then from, from that day when you moved in, what kind of state was the house in? And what did you want we, to do first? It was pretty good, but it was very, very obvious that it did need a new roof. Um, okay. I think my husband was just fixated with the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it as a, oh, a hazard at the time, but he was kind of fixated in putting a couple of bob into that, you know, because it was exciting. Like who, mm. who had a swimming pool in their house? Exactly. It wasn't, you know, I was more about the space outside and by the woods and things like that. So he wanted to invest a little bit of money into that. Um, for me, I was worried about things like heating. As you know, with houses uh, like this, all our pipes are behind the walls. They're all actually in front of the skirting boards and things like that. And we've had issues um, regularly with that. Right. Um, but with everything, as you know, with a house like this comes massive, massive bills. Um, we had some problems with the windows. We've had to restore some of the windows as the water rots them over time. And yep. So we've done quite a bit with that. Um, the first night we moved in, the handle fell off the door. <laughs> you know, it was just like, and I suppose like I started calling call, calling my husband Basil from the very first night we moved in here because it was like he was just running around fixing things. The dishwasher broke, the coffee machine broke, and we were just moving in. And so there, it was very clear from day one that our lives were going to be very busy keeping this house together. <laughs> I can imagine. It looks like it. It looks like you've had a, a bit of um, an exciting journey. And I, I suppose from all those things that have been, I suppose, from the new roof to the windows, um, what was the biggest, I suppose, um, the biggest learning curve or, or what kind of have you learned um, um, along the journey so far when you're doing an to older take, house? To take time, like yeah. there's some things that I've done and because I don't know the house well enough and like the walls, obviously with old walls, they, they're very cold and they're, they're like that for a reason because of, of the width of them. So I've done paneling and things like that and I've already had situations of like, um, I suppose like mildew coming through the paneling and things. I suppose I should have really 
in some ways while I'm in a hurry to get things done and should take my time and learn about the house because I didn't come from an old house like this. So it is a learning curve. Um, we do love and we do appreciate it. We've stayed in a lot down through the years in our traveling. But we don't know everything. And sure. I think we live in a house like this to learn the truth behind everything. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, and I suppose then with that in mind, uh, the fact it's um, your house is a G G Georgian house. Um, well, yeah, there's a Victorian actually the front of the park. Oh, is it? Okay. The front of the park is um, a Victorian. Yeah. So the, sorry, the back of the house is built in 1780 and then the right. front of the house is an extension put on for a, I think it was the 21st party. And that was built right. in the 1860s. So it's actually Victorian the front. Okay. And so we're learning about that actually because we got our door replaced by the period door company um, a couple of months ago. And the door is embedded into the coving, you know, so it's not as yes. I was pulled the whole lot out. Um, and they were saying, no, they could tell through it by looking at your front door when it was, when it was um, built. And it was it's Victorian for sure, because I already knew that. And that's how oh. much people know. Yeah. Um, history. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I suppose with, with that in mind, um, once you moved in, that you, you, it's um, um, an ongoing process. In terms of focusing on the interior of the house um, and all the furniture, uh, did you focus on different rooms or did you focus on one room at a time or how did you approach the um, interiors of the house? Um, well, for, for us, because we've got young kids, um, they needed to be sorted straight away we kind of to be honest we live at one side of the house which is the back of the house um and we have it kind of shut down so like um just two or three bedrooms within that kitchen and utility room and a toy room for the girls and like a little office dining room for us um so i basically just started with there and forgot about the front of the house which is the victorian part which is actually the part that i'm renovating now and getting ready for our upcoming business um this year so i just focused pretty much on that but as you know like with an old house like the curtains it's all single glazed windows mm. so like the curtains alone take a long time to save for they like yeah. you need a mortgage for the <laughs> curtains alone so it's a very very slow process um, and you're trying to find the right pieces you're not you're not jumping into things yeah um, so yeah I, I basically started with our with our side of the house and um, and it's still not finished and it won't be finished for a long time and that's the truth <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I think as well from dealing with people that I always say with an older house is probably like you said an ongoing journey that not mm -hmm. to not to force pieces onto yourself or onto the house because I suppose you want to find the right period or the right piece from the right period for the right exactly. room, you know? Um, and I suppose with that in mind, uh, you were saying that, um, I suppose you have a lot going on at the minute. You've got um, a baby on board uh, and you've got your business as well. Uh, if you wanted to tell us a bit more about um, um, that you are working on that, I suppose people can see from your page that you, you've been sharing um, a few bits and bobs. I have. So basically, when we first moved into, into the house, my husband was still traveling back and forth to Japan. And um, a couple of things started coming my way, you know, like little opportunities to kind of test the water to see was there potential here in the long run. So I started doing things like aqua swim aerobics. Um, a lovely lady came in and then that went from like two classes in the week to six. So I knew like there was 
something there yeah something here you know um and then there was things like we did a retreat and that went down a hit um and then i did like uh we had yoga in the coach house upstairs and that was going down the hit so all this is kind of happening and and in the middle of all that i always wanted to have my own little coffee shop and i had someone out kind of like who would be very heavily involved in old houses and who would have worked with old houses around um, Ireland, like Kevin Malone and things like that. And he came out and he did a beautiful drawing for me, um, which would be an extension onto the house. And then um, in around COVID before lockdown, he came out again and he, he looked around the grounds and things like that. And he looked at the barn and he said, forget about your barn, Lisa, he, or forget about your coffee shop, sorry. Um, your barn is where you you should do. And I kind of went from there. Now, someone had said to me previously, and I had been thinking about it, but um, we, yeah, it, it was there. The idea then was kind of planted. Wow. At that time, we started doing the gate lodge because we didn't invest, the, we didn't have the gate lodge from day one. We invested in that right. okay. not long before uh, last year. So we decided then that was our time to do up the gate lodge. So we just cracked on with that. Okay. And, now we've moved on to the barn. So, um, and I suppose, like you said, that, that the idea for the barn was only sown last year. So was the barn always there on the grounds and you kind of thought, actually, let's, let's make something of that space? The barn was always there and everybody that came out previously to COVID, obviously, came out always like, wow, that's some shed. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. a real Irish thing to say. Like, you know, that's <laughs> I love that shed at home. Everyone used to always see this. And like the kids loved being up there because they could have their scooters and, you know, it was a great space. And it, part of it was kind of starting to fall down, like the back of it where the original part of the shed is. And so over time that would have need fixed anyway. But when we spoke to that gentleman that day, it was kind of, it just magnified overnight. We were like, right. COVID happened, we're like, right, as soon as we have the lodge done, we were going to start the barn. And we, we've just been at it night and day since. It looks like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very unusual project. <laughs> I <would> yeah. Say. <laughs> um, and you know what, I have more love for it than, than anything, to be honest. It looks like it, yeah, it looks like it. And I suppose then, uh, because it, it's it's really, I I, I know that you, I've, I've seen that you've shared um, some kind of concept um, ideas yeah. uh, for the barn. So I suppose, what's what's the timeline on the barn looking like? Or what do you, what's the busy? Yeah, I'm, my diary's getting busy for weddings um, this year and next year. So really really obviously static over that I, yeah. I, I can't believe um it would go that quickly and I haven't even finished <laughs> um, people have a lot of faith in me yeah um, however at the end of April that is our cutoff point that's when I start our season as such um we have our first bride come in and oh, wow. yeah so obviously at the moment um the arch doors are being made and um they're going to be delivered soon, hopefully. Um, we're doing the mechanisms. Like, it's so funny. If you get down to the nitty and gritty, like, yes, the doors were made, but we have to then get, get all the mechanisms, the push bars and all that. So we're sorting all that out ourselves. And then we have to get someone to put them on. So like, there's a lot of work 
involved that you don't see and yeah. as a mechanism for a door is taking a long time to find yeah <laughs> yeah so we're at that part we've also we've been so so busy we've decided um before lockdown we had um, a company come out who basically turn can turn your project around in a month and wow. um, within that team they have designers and they have everything else so um obviously with the baby on the way um and I've been doing so much and I'm trying to get the house ready and I'm working now with brides and things like that. I just feel like we're spreading ourselves too thin and you mm. just can't, you can't work yourself to that extent. You, you lose the interest. Of course, yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm providing like all of my style and what I want. And then this lady will come along and she'll source it for me. Wow. Because all along I was trying to source the tables and things like that myself, whether these companies can come in and they'll actually make them. They make what you want so you wow. don't have to go looking for it so like that's saving me so much time and while we're doing all that we're on a budget of course yeah <laughs> how hard do you find it um to stick to your budget or how do you it's it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible like i won't tell you what we're where we're at now but we originally thought we'd have it all done for 70k well um and we were so wrong in, mm. in every way. Um, I think if you were doing it as a kind of a really, really rustic in terms of like bales of hay and stuff like that, you'd probably get away with it. But the more my eye is in it and I'm stuck in the middle, I'm like, no, it needs to have this, it needs to have that. So like we're getting a, sh a stove shipped from England um, to heat the whole barn and like that's wow. money. We're actually now um doing a commercial kitchen we weren't before but we're now we're putting one in in the hope that in 2022 things settle down a bit and everything's running smoothly that we'll take over the catering side ourselves we're building a bar in the barn um in the hope as well that down the road we might uh, pursue our own license yeah i uh, think well and what else are we doing yeah so the investment is just magnified yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. And I suppose I've seen your concepts and it looks fab. Where, I suppose, how do you work through your ideas in your head, for, I suppose, from your head um, to actually getting down onto paper? Do you use kind of mood boards? Do you just get random ideas? Do you search through Instagram I, or what do you do? Yeah, I'm a big Instagram fan. Like, I can't lie about that. I mean, like, yes, we watched um, Grand Designs and house revival and stuff like that and you we've seen a lot like we picked out the type of wood we want or the style of cladding that's going on the front of the barn um from grand designs yeah we found that through an episode and we went back then and we researched and that's kind of where we got that but overall um i'm looking a lot at, at the uk the uk or something else for designing things like they really really are so I'm looking a lot to them, to be honest, for inspiration. And myself, I'm just, I'm winging it. Yeah. <laughs> winging. That's the way to do it. Putting it, putting it together, putting my own stamp on it. Um, I did the whole gate lodge on my own. Um, I ordered, winged everything online, because obviously during COVID, we couldn't go see anything in the shops and stuff. Sure. And I'm really, really happy. And sometimes you just have to, you'll never get everything right, but you just got to give it a go. Because of course, yeah. at the end of it, I did this and you know and i suppose that you've said that you've lived abroad have you brought i suppose any aspect of that from your travels into into where you are now or do you think it's just kind of galvanized kind of your 
I think that's why I saw so much potential, to be honest, is, is from traveling. Um, there was times I traveled on my own with Heidi, so I'd be watching people more because obviously she's very young. She didn't talk back to me very much. So I'd watch, I'd watch. And even going, like, obviously my husband's English and going to English countryside and how they do things, they're very into walking and going for a nice ice cream. And, you know, their whole day revolves around getting up putting on your walking gear and going for a walk. Yeah. And I've really taken that on board now. Like I, most days I go for a walk and that's one of the things actually, um, or one of the end reasons I got my husband convinced him, I should say, to, to try and invest in this house was because of the beautiful walks directly outside or sure. I just feel like, especially with COVID now that everyone's walking more. I see kids walking more. I see dogs out more and everyone, Yes, our lives have to adapt to a different um, lifestyle, but yeah. see something happening out of this. I can see. I think so as well. Well, um, you know, picnics and the, like before, people would have just went to an indoor. They would have paid fifty or went for an indoor, and yeah. indoor is fantastic. And I'm a big supporter of indoors, but I'm also it's just so nice to see people outside. Exactly, it's funny as well, I suppose, and. I, I know it's a big thing now is um, the 100 days of walking, but it's funny. I know that even from my own dad's perspective, he's built a walk each day. It's non-negotiable that he has yeah. to walk every day. And I think it's yeah. it's these things that are COVID, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great for your mental health as well. Um, 100%. So that's, that's one big thing I've learned from traveling is that... And, and funny enough, I, we get a lot of mentorship and we do, we've been doing a lot of courses and um, a lot of free courses to me. I had like two Limerick local enterprise and things like that. They've been very, very supportive of getting right. our business around. And a lot of them say, you know, Ireland is slowly but surely changing their ways. We're slowly going that way. And maybe, we, you know, we don't have, I know we don't have COVID a lot to thank for, but maybe on that side of it, yeah. that we're changing our lifestyles and our habits um, for the better. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I suppose uh, there's a lot of listeners uh, that are kind of busy mums, uh, they're busy working professionals. So you're in the, I suppose you have a baby on board, uh, you're, I suppose, launching um, and you're working on um, a brand new aspect of your business. Um, how do you juggle everything? How do you keep everything going? That's the one thing, like, and, and we have to be very, very honest about it. It is the hardest part of all this is the two kids I have. Um, it's because they're, I think their age and I follow some of the actual houses on Instagram. I follow one is, is Maggie from. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Her, she said her kids were about my age when they first moved into their house. So she remembers how hard it is. And on top of that, we're trying to make a business it's really hard. Sometimes you feel guilty. Sometimes you're like, no, you're part of an amazing journey. And um, my four-year-old is now entering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Your PA. <laughs> She's like, yeah, my new PA. Cause uh, like they, they want, uh, kids want to be involved and they are heavily, heavily involved. Um, Heidi is like determined she's going to work in the barn. Obviously, she's real family there. business. You know, uh, yeah, and it's it's nice because hopefully, if everything does go to plan, they are going to be part of it from a very very yeah. young age. Yeah, and yeah. people also know them from a very young age. Um, just like some local businesses in our local town, like there's families that have started with their children very very young, like ours, and now the kids are working there and they're adults and. They, you know they take over so that's my kind of my hope for 
the girls. Faith, Heidi's well into it. Faith's like, <laughs> no, I always say to Faith, can I book in? And she's like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be working here. I don't know that yet. Um, but yeah, it is, it is extremely hard. Um, I have my husband, he's my partner, and we're in this 50-50 together, to be honest, because um, he's home since COVID. So this has been our like little break that we sure. could attack um, our business and get it off the ground. Whether he decides to go back to his career once this is all over, I don't know that. Um, this is just the time that we can get started. Um, sure, yeah. Bearing in mind now as well that it is, a, it is a bit much. I am expecting a third baby and then I am due my, or doing my first wedding a month later. <laughs> but, but listen, yeah, you've got to work hard at things. You've you got to roll with these things, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose with that in mind, I suppose um, a lot of people would follow you, um, whether it's online or i suppose that they've heard of the business or where you're living and um, who do you follow or kind of where do you uh, i know you said you're a big instagrammer i suppose who do you yeah. follow and what kind of i suppose interior trends have you been following lately or do you see um that you may be i suppose bringing into your own house this year um well i always like I, I have a passion for all homes. It doesn't matter the size, the age. You know, you'll see me actually sharing loads of different styles of home on my page. <clears throat> and I don't think like just because I'm into old houses doesn't mean I have mm. to kind of keep my trend there. I tend to like, you know, my very first property I bought was a brand new house. Um, and to be honest, I did struggle to decorate it. I never really, you know, it didn't flow very easy for me. Yeah. And then... Um, as, as I grew older and um, I started getting into obviously the older properties and I bought an old property in Belfast and then that's where I really started right, looking okay. at character and little things like that and James the same James has worked a lot of um, little bits on his side and done houses and sold them and bought an apartment and all the rest so I suppose like that's why you'll see on my page my trend is very much everywhere because yeah you have an appreciation what I have an appreciation for is people putting in hard work yeah and making a home and it doesn't have to have a big huge price tag in it it's no. what you make of it it's, it's the person you are um so that's kind of the trend I follow I don't I'm not really there's no general rule with me you know I don't yeah <laughs> so and then with I suppose our, our... Our last question in, because I suppose you live, you, you're living in um, an older home. Um, uh, what would you say to people, I suppose, who are mixing new and old, whether it's older pieces of new home, newer pieces of furniture, interiors in an older home? What's your... Absolutely. Um, yeah. I tried a little bit of that even in my own home. It doesn't really work well in my home. Um, but it has. I've seen it in older homes and they've like completely gutted it and modernized it. And it's beautiful. And then they've introduced like a couple of old pieces in. And it's absolutely been beautiful. I suppose with us, um, we inherited some of our furniture from James's mom. She had quite a lot of nice collectibles from her grandparents and her dad and things like mm. that. So got quite a few bits and I've kind of just been going that way and, and sticking with that way. And, you know, when I go into shops and I'll buy lovely, beautiful lanterns and things like that. So, you know, um, but yeah, 
<laughs> Sorry. Very good. No, that's great. Um, well, that's great. I think we've got a huge amount out of this episode. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and I think it's been great having you on, Lisa. Uh, I suppose if people, I, I know you're busy, but if someone wants to reach out to you or if they want to ask you anything, um, where's the best place to get you? Through Instagram? Through um, Yeah, through Instagram. Or if you're a potential bride and groom, um, my personal email, which is lisa at galtyescape.ie. Perfect. That's great. Uh, well, thanks again uh, for joining us today, Lisa. Um, it's been a great chat. Thanks, Thomas.